Hey guys, welcome back to Those Murder Girls podcast. I have a brand new episode for you out of Montana. 67-year-old Dexter Savotnik was a retired widower. He had retired a few years back when his wife Vivian fell ill and he wanted to stay home and be there to take care of her. She ended up passing away and Dexter, living by himself in Wisconsin, decided to go out to Oregon to visit his son and his grandchildren. The plan was for him to maybe stay there with his son because he really didn't have anything back in Wisconsin where he lived alone. So a few months before his disappearance, he went out to stay with his son and they were hoping that, you know, he would love it so much that he would just make Oregon his permanent residence. Well, as the one-year anniversary of Vivian's passing was approaching, Dexter got really anxious. He, You know, his emotions were getting the best of him, and he let his son and family know that he just really wanted to go back to Wisconsin where he could be home and, you know, kind of just get through this super hard time by himself. So his son, reluctant to have his dad leave, did everything that he could to get his dad to stay, but Dexter was adamant that he just wanted to go back home and be by himself inside of the home that he shared with his wife during this difficult time. So it was November 18th when Dexter headed back for his hometown about 2,000 miles away. Now this was a drive that Dexter had done many times by himself and usually he would stop at a hotel or a motel in between you know this super long drive but he let his son know that he was just going to stop at some rest stops, take some quick naps along the way and get home just as soon as he can. Well, it was a day and a half into that trip back home to Wisconsin when a sheriff was alerted that there was a car on fire at the Bad Route rest area in Montana. When the sheriff arrived, he found a brown Plymouth Horizon completely engulfed in flames. The sheriff went over to talk to one of the only witnesses in this case, Fred Siegel, who was a custodian at the Bad Route rest area. Fred told the sheriff that he had arrived for his shift that morning at about 8 or 8.30, and he didn't see that brown Plymouth Horizon anywhere in the area. But he said what he did see was a Chevy truck parked in the area with nobody inside of it and nobody around the rest stop, but that he didn't pay too much attention to it. It was about 15, 20 minutes later when a highway maintenance supervisor arrived at the rest area. His name was Clyde Mitchell. Clyde Mitchell said, you know, I saw the Chevy pickup here. I noticed the Arizona plates. Knowing that there was something a little off about nobody being in that truck or around the rest area, he actually walked to the truck, did a walk around, looked inside, and noticed that it appeared someone was more than likely living out of the back camper of that truck. Clyde Mitchell said that After kind of going over that truck, he just kind of went about doing his job and getting everything that he had to do done. But it was 15 minutes later when Fred Siegel saw the Plymouth Horizon pulling in. A gentleman got out of that Plymouth Horizon. He was about six foot tall, 35 to 40 years old, very light complected, and he didn't really have anything with him aside from two plastic containers. Fred greeted the gentleman, just making sure that he was okay. And the guy said, yeah, you know, my truck ran out of gas. I just went back to the gas station to grab some. I'm just going to, you know, pour it in my truck and be on my way. And Fred did see the man putting gas into his truck out of the container. 
And it was about 30 minutes after this encounter that the car was found engulfed in flames. When the sheriff arrived, he ran the license plate and it revealed that the car belonged to Dexter. So thinking that maybe something had happened to Dexter, they searched the immediate area because the night before it was super cold and they wanted to make sure that he wasn't out there suffering from a medical emergency, needing help. But a search of the immediate area didn't turn up Dexter at all or any sign of him. It wouldn't be until about four months later on March 8th, 1986, when a couple by the name of Bill and Cindy Shaw went to go dump their trash into a landfill, which was located about 17 miles from that rest stop where Dexter's car was found engulfed in flames. Bill and Cindy made regular trips to this dump. So on this day, they noticed some things that were out of place that weren't there their last visit. And one of those things was a wallet that was lying on the ground. Cindy noticed it and she's like, okay, this is weird. Like it's in really good condition. It was full of someone's personal belongings, along with a driver's license belonging to Dexter Safotnik. Bill and Cindy were familiar with this name because Dexter's story had been all over the news at this time. Startled by this discovery, they continued to look around in all different directions, looking for any other possible clues as to where Dexter could be. They ended up locating a suitcase belonging to Dexter, some clothes, and a shaving kit. And then Bill noticed that there was a boot that again looked out of place on this huge pile of trash so he walked over and he picked it up well when he picked it up underneath it revealed a human foot underneath a mattress so knowing that they likely just discovered the whereabouts of Dexter they made contact with law enforcement Dexter would be positively identified by a coroner with his cause of death being attributed to two shots to the back of the head with a large caliber pistol the coroner noticed that he also had some injuries to his hands his throat, his neck, along with bruising on his skull. The coroner said that the injuries to his hand and his neck were definitely the result of Dexter having fought the person that ended up killing him. Investigators did all they could to piece together Dexter's final moments on his road trip before he got to that bad route rest area. One of the maintenance workers at the rest area the morning that saw Dexter's car pull in and the gentleman get out of the car recalled the first three letters of of the pickup truck that had been sitting there. Law enforcement tried everything they could to identify this truck using those three letters and the recount that the truck had Arizona plates, but no truck or suspect was ever located. A week after Dexter's body was found, a message was written inside of the Bad Route Rest Area men's restroom that said, Hot Jock Shot Wad from Wisconsin, 1185, Saturday the 3rd. Investigators believe that the killer was taunting the authorities using this graffiti and they suspected that Hot Jock may have been a CB radio handle that someone was using, but they were never able to turn up a suspect using that clue. It was believed that Dexter arrived at the Bad Route rest area around 7 a.m. on November 19th, and they suspect that the killer was already at the rest area. They think that the killer possibly had approached Dexter asking for maybe a ride to go get gas or for something else, and... And when Dexter refused, the encounter turned violent. And that's when Dexter was purposely or accidentally killed. And that's when Dexter's body was taken to the landfill. This suspect went to go get gas, went back to the rest area in Dexter's car, engulfing it in flames, burning any evidence that could possibly link him to the crime. 
It has been 38 years since Dexter's murder, and there are only two clues in this case, one being the description of the man seen driving Dexter's car that morning and the description of the truck that that man ended up leaving the rest stop in. The truck is a white Chevy Blazer 4x4. It has blue horizontal stripes along the whole side. It had a white camper shell. It appeared that someone had been living in the back of that truck. There is a cattle guard on the front bumper. It had gold hubcaps, bucket seats, a chrome bumper, and the windows were more than likely tinted. The truck had Arizona license plate and believed to be about a 1976 model. The man seen driving Dexter's car that morning was, again, approximately 35, 40 years old, about six foot tall. He was clean shaven and he was wearing a parka style jacket. This person may have had the nickname or CB radio handle of Hot Jock, and police believe that this person may have had a violent past and could have possibly been involved in other crimes at secluded rest stops after he killed Dexter. One little like twist in this case is, although the truck had Arizona plates, they believe that the killer was familiar with the Montana area because where Dexter was found at that landfill was off a desolate dirt road that you had to drive on for miles and miles. So they had to be familiar with the area nearby. There is a theory that the family of a woman that Dexter had proposed to is behind this crime, but it's less likely that that is true. Dexter had met this woman. She was much, much younger than him, and he ended up falling in love with her, proposing to her, and she respectfully declined. Although the family may have not been exactly excited about this, seeing how Dexter was so much older, we don't necessarily think that that was motive for the family to go off and kill Dexter. And it kind of would be unlikely also because how would they have known that Dexter was going to be at that rest stop at that exact time? Since the reopening of this case in 2012, there have been very few leads that have come in. In 1997, sadly, Fred Siegel, one of the two witnesses, passed away at age 81. I really hope that this case can be solved. Poor Dexter, all he wanted to do was get home to be inside of the house that he shared with his late wife. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. I will see you all back here next Friday with a brand new episode. Bye guys.